unscripted premium Again, folks, and welcome to episode number three hundred and five of Unscripted, our Freeform Friday edition of the of the uh, of the week for our Patreon members on our Green and Gold Club members. Uh, this is for you. This is the one we do that we have a lot of fun with, and I have to admit, I don't know if we're going to have as much fun on three hundred five as we did on three hundred four, but we're sure going to shoot for it. Chris did a hell of a job finding things to talk about in episode number three hundred and four, so. We'll try to replicate it here on 305, but we will make this one exclusive to our Patreon Green and Gold Club members, and we thank you very much for all that you do. Um, Having said all that, we're going to go back to the same format we've been doing. Chris Scours, our twitter.com slash unscriptedmc dot mc. Yeah, bad, bad. You know what it is. Jesus Christ. End of the week. Um, long week, and it's only Wednesday night. <laughs> I've got a bad case of, of two-tongue here. But Chris goes to our Twitter.com backslash, whatever you want to call it, slash unscripted MC, finds these comments so you can see exactly where Chris is getting this stuff from. A lot of comments led left on our page, whether it's from the Wacky and Wonderful World of Sports or whether it's from wherever. Um, we can and we'll talk about it. I mean, we were talking about McDonald's in episode 304 and had a hell of a good time doing it. So having said all that, and I'll give my worked over tongue a little bit of a rest here, I'll hand the microphone over to the executive producer of Unscripted, Mr. Chris Flew. Well, it's not getting much of a, much of a rest. Let's get right into it. The Onion at the Onion. God completely fucked up after huffing gaseous planet. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> what was that? God completely fucked up after yeah. huffing gaseous planet. What gaseous planet? Yeah, what's like, that? Like Jupiter, like made oh. of gases. Oh, I see. He's super high now. I got it. I got it. So he's half of the half the coaches in the SEC. Yeah, um, exactly. Good for him. I yeah. I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> Bill Bill Clinton supposedly never inhaled, and and he was different. Oh, so gee. my wife is watching the Clinton Affair documentary, which is like a an eighty part, five thousand hour documentary. And is it's, that on Annie? No, it's on. Uh, I saw Netflix something, or something about. Oh, okay. See, we but uh, yeah, uh, we don't, she's we, just blown away. She never really knew Bill Clinton and Hillary that much, and she's blown away about what just like ridiculous pieces of shit these people are. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> I, well, <laughs> there, the reason I say this is there has been a long documentary recently on A and E about the Clinton years. Oh, there's been a few, yeah. And, well, for sure, but this is the one that I saw, and it's just like, you know, you're sitting here going, you know. <laughs> If we didn't think you were stupid before, we can now we can certainly verify that Hillary Rodham Clinton doesn't have both oars in the water because why would you stay with a pig like him? I think they're reptilian aliens. Oh, well, they're and they're in it for their own personal greed, and they all have their own. Either both of them have their own agenda. Oh, but they're just uh, all rotten. Ask Nancy Pelosi where she made her money. She's worth like a hundred million, making four hundred grand. I watched the State of the Union. I watched the State of the Union last night. And Pelosi's sitting there next to the vice president, mm-hmm. Mike uh, Pence. Yeah. What was Nancy Pelosi doing when she said, what is she, I don't know. I'm asking you, literally. I'm I, not making a joke. No, no, no. What was she doing? Because she was looking at something and writing stuff down. I'm assuming she had a copy of his speech and was writing down stuff she wanted to oh, remember. Oh, okay. All right. I'm pretty sure that's because, I mean, she's, a couple times, 
she, Trump would make a point and she's mm -hmm. writing and writing and all of a sudden all you could see was pretty much this and all of a sudden, oh, I got to stand here just a minute, you know, and then come back down and she'd start writing again. Yeah, and she's going, making her talking points, oh, whatever. Oh, so the sh obviously she's not the script or she's not the speech writer, but a speech writer provides a copy to both Vice President Pence and to Pelosi. Well, I, I'm, I'm just assuming this, oh. but that, that to me makes perfect sense as a normal procedure and uh, just uh, the polite thing to do. So I'm sure that's what that was. I, I don't know what else that would have been. I, I, I so got to tell you, did, you, did you watch the part where he introduced Buzz Aldrin? Yeah. I, wa I, inter I got introduced. I met but, but Ald Buzz Aldrin years ago when I was in the military at Vandenberg Air Force Base. The big, he was the big uh, astronaut, and uh, he had signed our wall out there. It was really cool. That was yeah. my that was my connection to, and then they brought those guys up from like Korean War. I didn't think anybody was still alive from Korea, those three guys. So where they found those three, I don't know. One gets up, hey, how you doing? What? I thought they no, I thought they said those guys were from D Day. Was I thought it was Korea? No, because he had just said he's like June 6, nineteen forty four, D Day strong beaches, and we that's, had two of them that's here. That's World War One, World War Two, yeah. Yeah, it's nineteen forty four. Yeah, that's World no, War Two. No, like, if they were young, if they were born in like say twenty four. Let's say they can still be alive. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know if that and they were they were really old. So oh, I know that. No, I saw it. It was I'm three guys. One guy they couldn't get up, and the cute girl kind of held him up a yeah, little bit. I'm you know who I'm talking I, I'm about? I'm pretty sure they were all from D-Day. Like well, I, I believe you. Amazing I, that those guys are still alive. I just never thought. I remember telling you on unscripted. I didn't think anybody would still be alive from Korea, and here you got guys from <laughs> D-Day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Crazy. Okay. Uh, one of our favorites, GBP Daily at GBP Bay Daily. Uh, rumors floating around, and then this is, of course, because normally what they do is whoever wins the Super Bowl gets to host a home game on the first Thursday of the regular Correct. season, right? Correct. But they're looking at something different here potentially yeah. this year for the 100th anniversary. Rumors floating around the Packers at Bears game could open the 2019 season to recognize the NFL's 100th anniversary. And this Twitter account, of course, is somewhat biased and says, getting a road division win right off the bat doesn't sound like a bad idea. <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't agree with this. Mm. I don't because you don't break president. There should be a reward. There should be something for winning the Super Bowl. I think the first game ultimately should involve the New England Patriots. I get the the symbolism to the two oldest teams in the league and the hundred years and all this other stuff. But um, on a purely selfish note, I think the Packers are going to get their ass kicked on national TV in opening week. So I'd rather not start with the bears on opening week but it looks like it's going to happen i get the symbolism i understand why but i think that it's breaking tradition and i think it should be the patriots in the opening game interesting wow i've got a really uh complex well thought out rebuttal to that which is fuck the patriots and i think that i wouldn't mind seeing packers and bears and and, and i also explained as you just heard for a selfish reason i'd rather not see the bears or excuse me the packers get their ass kicked on opening day okay well let's go uh... i just think you know I, I i just need to make note of this and 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 i will never i will never say sorry for being a packer fan but packer fans that think that the world is going to be saved because we got rid of mccarthy and which we needed to do. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. But remember this, folks. McCarthy's first year in Green Bay, his first year, he was eight and eight. So we've got to give the new regime a little bit of time. We've got to allow Matt LaFleur and his offensive his his offensive staff, especially the offensive staff. The defense will be running the same system next year, but we've gotta we've gotta do something and it's going to take a little bit of time. I would be very surprised if the Packers got off to a fast start under a new coach and a new system.
Okay, well, the same Twitter account says Usain Bolt just said he was a Packers fan. Wide receiver two, suit him up and put him opposite Devontae. Now, when he runs in regular shoes and he breaks the 40 record tied from it, yeah. or tied it or whatever it was, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and sneakers and what shorts. Are they, what yeah. are they wearing when they run it at the comp? I mean, I know they're, but are they wearing a specialized shoe? Or are they wearing a football cleat? Or are they oh, I, wearing... I think they're wearing cleats, yeah. Oh, they are. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah, they're, they... not, they're not wearing running, they're not wearing like sneakers. So they're running, like wearing football shoes when they're at the combine. They're going to be wearing Indy. some sort of performance enhancing yeah. equipment, okay. whereas he was just wearing whatever. Because and I, like, think, oh, okay, I'll go do it. I think Usain Bolt could do that or even go faster barefooted. Oh, maybe too. Yeah, but again, we, we've he's talked from about Jamaica, man. They're all barefooted down there. We could. Uh, we've talked about this before. I mean, there's more to it than just speed. I mean, John Ross ran a four-two-three, and he's sucked as a receiver so far. And uh, it, there's more to it than that. Although he is, unlike John Ross, uh, you know, he's kind of tall and lanky, but he's getting older too. It's tough to really start now. I mean, it, it's it's kind of ridiculous overall. But um, yeah, there's just so much more to it than just being fast. He's yeah, and, and he's getting old too. So I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> that's fun. Okay, let's go back to the onion. Controversial puppy bowl star shits during national anthem. <laughs> that's how you take a stand. That's, that's how you stand up to a man. That's how see, you do see, it. Colin, yeah. you, you were yeah, doing it dump on. on him. <laughs> yeah, see, see, if you would have just like, you know, just pitched a loaf while he's just sitting on the bench or something. When you guys were watching the game on Sunday, did you get the Canadian feed or the U.S. feed? Uh, American. Yeah. I didn't think any of the commercials were outstanding this year either. Did you? Uh... I, I like unexpected cross promotion. So I like how they have the Bud Light night and then they have like an actual Bud Light, you know, where they're going around from castle to castle. Hey, yeah. we got your corn syrup. Yeah, I like that. By the way, why the fuck why, do you why, yourself corn I, syrup? If I knew that there was corn syrup in beer, I wouldn't be drinking it. Yeah. Well, that's why they did that. Well, I know that. I and can't I, believe I learned something on something. Well, but you've always like at least Bud Light Platinum you like, and right. it's, which I guess doesn't have corn syrup, but. No, that's Coors, just got 6% alcohol in it. I've, I've never been a fan of Coors Light or Miller Light, so I've never, it's never, you know, whatever. But, well, when you're from Wisconsin, you drink Miller products. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. But I mean, it's uh, like being from Saskatchewan and not drinking Pilsner. But I think that was a smart thing to market because like everyone would be the same thing. Why the fuck is there corn syrup and beer? Yeah, I, uh, That's I, weird. That really made me kind of freak out. Yeah, no, that is very smart marketing. But, but then, so you see that one commercial and then at another commercial break, you see the same characters, the same Bud Light Knight jousting, whatever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden turns out that one's for Game of Thrones. Yeah. Right. So I think that was really, uh, that, that was pretty brilliant. Uh, so no, no. But um, you know, there were there were always seemingly at the Super Bowl yes. iconic kind of commercials that kind of stay with us for there a was, long time. There was effort there, like the Jason Bateman one where he's in that the elevator. That was funny in the elevator. Like, yeah, it's good. that I was funny. It's not legendary, but but it's, would I remember that? No, I know it's well thought out, but yeah, I don't know. You're right. Anyway, so anyway, point uh, the moral of the story: Colin Kaepernick didn't go far enough. That's uh, oh, and I do have to make one mention about Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Uh, over Super Bowl week, it was LeBron James and somebody else was wearing Kaepernick jerseys. <laughs> I love LeBron James, but knock off the social shit, LeBron. If Kaepernick was good enough, he'd have a job. I'm getting tired of the belief that there's collusion against him and all this other. Even if there was, but right he now, had his chance. It's you years later. It, but I get that. But you mentioned this how long ago? He had his shot. Yeah. There would have been a perfect spot in here for him in Seattle. And he lost out to Austin Davis. Thank you. Yeah, that's all you need to say. That's all we need to say. Let's yeah, move on. Sorry. Uh, I could throw farther than Austin Davis. Uh, okay, this one was requested by uh, our buddy uh, Ryan and his wife, uh, Green, and Clo- Green and Gold Club member Ryan. See, easy for you to say, Yeah, too. real easy, yeah. 
The Onion at the Onion, grocery store not fooling anybody by marketing cantaloupe as fun Super Bowl snack. <laughs> you got that right. You know what that looks like? No. You know exactly what I think that looks yeah. like. <laughs> uh, I don't think of that as a Super Bowl. I th- yeah, okay. Every time I've ever had cantaloupe, and most of the time it's not that great, I always picture that I don't know where the best cantaloupe in the world is. I always picture if you could find like the best cantaloupe in the world, I bet it's amazing. Like I, I just, I bet it's unbelievably good, but most of the cantaloupe we get here just is whatever. I have a question. Yeah. Is there a difference between cantaloupe and muskmelon? I don't know what that is. See, and I never knew what cantaloupe was. In Wisconsin, we call it muskmelon. Is it the same thing? I think so, but I could be wrong. Never musk melon. Musk melon. M u s k m e l o n. Never heard that. That's what know. we call it. That's what oh. I grew it up. That's the orange stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, yeah. No, I know honeydew. That's different. That's mm-hmm. green. And both those I are the that. same. And I picture both of those. If you could have the best cantaloupe, or the best honeydew in the world, right. I bet they're amazing. But at least there's the the difference with the colors of. Oh the yeah, two. you can tell them apart easily. Yeah. With with me growing up, we what I know now as cantaloupe, I knew then as muskmelon. Oh, never heard that. Okay, I'll have to look that up. Okay, I am not joking about this. I swear. Uh, Jordan B. Peterson at Jordan B. Peterson uh, just said, "Could it be?" Uh, because uh, this is a tweet from humanprogress.org. This is totally serious, totally legitimate. I read the actual scientific paper or study or report on it, and it's all straight up. Uh, this is totally legitimate. Uh, and here's the quote uh, from this uh, group of Israeli scientists. Uh, quote, our cancer cure will be effective from day one, will last a duration of a few weeks, and will have no or minimal side effects at a much lower cost than most other treatments on the market. So they are saying they have uh, essentially found a cure for cancer, and I read in detail why it's a cure, what they have overcome that other uh, drugs and other research has not dealt with, and why their thing not only works, but it doesn't have the same side effects, and they go into extreme detail on exactly why that is, and uh, they're just getting into... Um, you know, the trials on the rats and all that stuff. I think they've done a number of those. They want to look at human trials and hopefully get those done in the next few years. But, you know, you don't want to get ahead of yourself. And obviously is underreported because everybody's just going to talk about politics or whatever. But legitimately, this sounds like a major breakthrough. Can you imagine if we had in our lifetime, but especially in the next few years, if we found a cure for cancer? You know what, folks, if this is legit and it sounds like it is, um, let's please fast track this. Yeah. This is something that we need everywhere. Um, and they're not just specific to one cancer. This is supposedly going to take care of yeah, because, numerous well, different all, all forms. Of them, really, of, yeah. Well, but there are different forms of yes, cancer. Yes, there are. Yes, there are. Yeah, but I you mean, know. yeah. But uh, listen, folks, if this is legit, if this is... Let's not dick around waiting for somebody to have to verify it. And, and I think it's obviously been tested and, and uh, tested and tested again. You don't make proclamations like this that you have the thing that could potentially be earth-shattering. Yeah. Um, go read, the, go read the report. I'm going to. There. But what I'm saying is if there is this is legit, let's please have somebody make a decision and fast-track this as fast as we can because, man, you talk about saving some lives, man. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, okay, Onion Sports Network at Onion Sports. NFL announces Super Bowl tickets only available for purchase one hour before t- k- uh, kickoff at Stadium Box Office. There were tickets available. No, no, no. I'm you no. Know, they're joking. They're saying they're saying what if the only way you could buy Super Bowl tickets is one hour before kickoff at the box office? Oh. No, <laughs> can you picture? That? No, I can't picture that. I, I really can't. They're just joking. I, I, I understand that now. I I just um, I, I, yeah. It, it's too ridiculous, of course. Uh, well, it left me. It left me almost speechless because <laughs> I'm going. Like, Super Bowl tickets no, available? No, they weren't. 
Okay. I know for the... I'm sorry, but for the seven Super Bowls that I was at, I remember scalpers, and they were getting whatever they wanted. Oh, yeah. Right right outside there. I was uh, was talking to uh, a client of mine. A client of mine a couple years ago... With the company you're with now? No, no. No, No, I I can't have clients now. If if somebody... And a couple of times, somebody I know has just randomly gotten me on the phone i I have to say sorry i can't i gotta push you i can't help you but no um my bunch of jobs before this i did have clients right and uh one was a really cool one had lots of money he uh he took me to a flames game not that that's that great but anyway (laughs) i wanted to go and get face chris left after the (laughs) end of the first period (laughs) yeah it kind of sucked but anyway so we had a good chat he's a cool guy and so uh we went there and while we're sitting there watching the flames he told me uh his story because he he is a huge chargers fan and he constantly is flying down to games as much as he can. Really? Yeah, and and he was in when it was when they were in San Diego. I assume right. he still is in L.A. And so anyway, but he's just a huge Chargers fan, and he just spares no expense. He just yeah, whatever you want for tickets, Kate, okay, let's go. And uh, so <clears throat> he was telling me he and a bunch of buddies went to the Super Bowl a few years ago, and he said it was just crazy. Like it got to the point where. Uh, they found all these people who were just desperate for tickets and couldn't get them. And I forget what he paid for his ticket, like, you know, a grand or something. Right, right. And then, like, uh, near, it was nearing kickoff, and they're already in the city ready to go, and it's a few hours before the game. And he had people offering him $10,000 for his ticket. Really? And he actually, he hadn't seen a Super Bowl, I don't think, before, I think was the reason. And so he's like, you know what? No, I just... I, you know, he didn't need the money. You got to do it once. Yeah. And I, I just want to see the Super Bowl. I'm here. I want to see it. I don't need the money. So whatever. But uh, can you imagine? Like, it's well, just crazy. I remember Super Bowl. It would have been 31. That was the one and only that Brett Favre won. Super Bowl 31 in New Orleans. There were a bunch of those. Uh, oh, they rent out the plane uh, charters. Oh, yeah. Leaving from Madison and Milwaukee and the bigger cities in Milwaukee going down uh paid in obviously had to pay just to get on the plane uh and the thought was that they were going down to new orleans they'd pick up their tickets in new orleans well they get down to new orleans they have no hotel they have no tickets they got nothing how would you like that as a packer fan they get scammed or oh what? yeah they got big scam they got screwed oh without okay. vaseline like... <laughs> they got screwed wow and there was no recourse because I mean, that's I, always sad to hear. Oh that. my God, you know, and I, I, and and ultimately, what happened is that thankfully it was a nice weather day in New Orleans, and the story ended up not great, but it ended up they put up some big TV screens outside the stadium to at less at least you know, but yeah, no, I, I mean, Jesus Christ, you get that's down there I mean. as a Packer fan. I mean, that's like that's like anybody's dream as, as a Packer fan to go to a Super Bowl for the first time in 29 years and you have your tickets and you're on the plane and you're going down and all of a sudden you get there and <laughs> no ticket, no hotel. I could live without the hotel. There's Bourbon Street. You just yeah, you know, no, it's get not drunk like and lay on the street. Stuck but in New Orleans isn't the worst yeah, thing Yeah, I mean, world, you but, could, you know, know, getting stuck in Calgary sucks, but getting stuck in New Orleans, there's worse places. Yeah, of course. Okay, uh, I just, I'll just, we don't need to comment on this one really, but I just wanted to say this one more onion tweet here. Now that's what I call a fumble, reports man at Super Bowl party who has no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> so, um, NFL update at MySports Update. This is amazing. 
Ed Reed purposely played a certain coverage wrong multiple times early in the season because he knew Peyton Manning would watch it on tape. When he faced Manning later in the season, Reed knew what Peyton was thinking, and then I believe picked him off. Uh, I right, totally believe amazing. that. Isn't that amazing? I totally believe that. Ed Reed, and congratulations. Uh, Ed Reed, uh, Tony Gonzalez, whoever else was was left, was was uh, awarded in, uh, sentenced in. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm at a loss. Honored to be in in, in uh, shrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. If there was going to be a time that you're going to have heavy on the edit button, there you go, pal. <laughs> uh, but congratulations to all the new enshrinees to the National Football League Hall of Fame. They'll you'll be enshrined in Canton in early August at the Hall of Fame game. Um, I you know Ed Reed always got, I think, disrespected a little bit because he was a Miami Hurricane, right? And everybody that played at the U are all criminals. But Ed Reed was one of the smartest football players ever. And, you know, all of his coaches have said that going back to his college days and then to his great pro career, obviously most notably for the years with the Baltimore Ravens, but Ed Reed's a hell of a football player. But what makes him really smart was his brains. He was for a safety, he was unbelievably he was he was really good back there in that back end, and uh, he was a smart guy. And I truly believe that he would have done what he said he did. Yeah, and I remember a few years ago he was asked uh, who was a better team, uh, the best Patriots teams, or the greatest show on turf, and he said sh- he said turf because they had Marshall Falk in the backfield. That's right. Anyway, absolutely, yeah, no to, question. To okay, um, <laughs> I I, I want to ask you, and, and sure. I know we're not supposed to be uh, talking football, but no, I sure. I do have to ask you because this was something that was, and I didn't ask in an earlier episode. We talked about it off off air, but what 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 do you think? What isn't somebody telling us? I think the one way that the L.A. Rams certainly could have scored more points than three in the Super Bowl. And I don't need a long, detailed diatribe, but both of us are huge Todd Gurley fans. And I'm still wondering what the hell happened, why Todd Gurley didn't get to see the field very much. Well, clearly he's more hurt than... There's something wrong physically, but I mean, dude, you saw the game as well as I did. And when he did get a carry... He made he made positive yards. Yeah, yeah, he did. I know something seemed a little off there. I'm not sure. I think there's more to the story, whether it's an injury or something else or a combination. Yeah. Uh, there's also one other uh, point I would make about it, which is actually a tweet I just saw right here. Scott Pianowski at Scott underscore Pianowski. Cooper Cup, you're the real MVP. Cooper so Cup. Um, they missed for, him. They really missed. They him. They missed him. Yes, and Josh Reynolds looked good. Now that Josh one really Reynolds good play. Did good, but Cooper Cup but is. They uh, missed Cooper Cup. Yes. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know we give all the credit in the world to Belichick, but they missed Cooper Cup. Yeah, they did. Uh, Daniel Negreanu at Real Kid Poker. Will my iPhone ever learn that I never mean ducking? I don't think I ever used the word ducking on purpose in a tweet or text, but Apple seems to want me to. I'm not ducking mad. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I fucking hate autocorrect. If I wanted to, I would, I'm a, I'm literate. I can type. I can spell. I, you know, leave me the fuck here's, alone autocorrect. Here's the problem with autocorrect. Autocorrect is not always right. Oh, and, but people are so goddamn well. Alert. But that's that's. But <laughs> I guess. we're lazy. Ugh. As a society, people are lazy. People don't proofread, which is mind blowing well, to me. Oh my god! Tell I, me about it. As I'm going through this whole resurrection of the resume, they're showing you resumes and why they get zapped by this ATS machine. Well, basic spelling errors, basic. Uh, 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 what is it when you have it and you put it in formatting? Formatting, yeah. Basic formatting. It's bullshit. 
and you wonder why I'm unemployed, but it's not from a lack of trying. Some people are just plain stupid. <laughs> They're not helping themselves by not proofreading and not going over stuff before they send it out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Clickhole at Clickhole, of course, part of the onion. If SEAL Team 6 isn't using the porn they took from Osama bin Laden's compound, I'd be happy to take it off their hands. <laughs> Yeah, that is funny. They said they went in there and it's just like it's just porn, which is not surprising. If you, if you look at studies, it's like the like per capita, the most porn consumed is by the most rigidly well, religious, you know. Hey, it's little... about release. Yeah, of course. That's yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, they ain't getting at home, so. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hypocrites. Speaking hypocrites, of hypocrites. Hypocrites. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Love it. Okay, I'll just I'll just list off a few onion ones. You can just enjoy them. They're all kind of Super Bowl related, so we'll just hammer oh, them together. I got one other real quick. Oh, yeah, point. sure. Go ahead. Does Gronkowski come back next year for the Patriots? I think he likes the attention and all these other things. And talking about like WWE and stuff. And other than a one, other than one match, he at could a make a guest. He could make a guest appearance. He doesn't, he doesn't have the back for it. like the wrestling. I'll tell that you first. Tears ass up. I think Pro- professional wrestling is the hardest thing. Remember, uh, we've talked about this before too. Like Alondra Johnson, I think yeah. it was who it was. He played here he for played for. The, Played friggin' football, tried wrestling, and was like, "It's too hard in the body. I can't do it." And went back to yeah. playing professional football. Yeah, that you know, I, one of my trainers, Bad News Allen, the great, uh, uh, you know, great WWF star and star around the world. And then the you've world. got Dwayne the Rock Johnson, who can't play football and gets into wrestling, and look what happened. Oh to him. yeah, no, he's but he's yeah, and but he. But he's, no, I'm just saying, what an unbelievable athlete he has. Oh to yeah, be. but he's also a third generation wrestling uh, well, wrestler too, as his father and grandfather were both. You know, true. And he's also got a national championship ring from the U. There you go. And he sleep, slept on a pea-stained mattress in Calgary in 1995, as he always <laughs> likes to tell us, and <laughs> yeah. seven bucks in his pocket, and that's why he's got seven bucks promotions as his company. Yes, we know. We all Good know. Good old Dwayne. <laughs> uh, okay, so here's just a few tweets that I do the Super Bowl. They like to just pump out a bunch yeah. uh, from The Onion. Uh, Small town billionaire fails to make it in big city, with a picture of Stan Kroenke. <laughs> all right. Report. It, the part of the night where everyone just sort of goes around and remembers commercials they liked, you know, when the parties are kind of winding down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nurse tells wheelchair-bound concussed Rob Gronkowski he at the Super Bowl with all his friends. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. I love the damn one. Isn't that good? Uh, Okay. um, uh, I don't even know if I want to talk about that one after all. I was going to say. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Okay. They they all kind of tie into the same thing. we got four of the wins. Sorry, Steelers, but the Patriots are now the greatest franchise in NFL history. Don't say it yet. Hold on, hold on. Uh, and then GBP Daily. Most NFL championships. Because I see the Steelers and Patriots down there in fourth with six. I see in third the Giants with eight. And I see the Bears with nine. And I see the Packers with 13, more than double. I don't know how you're making the Patriots the greatest franchise ever. They're not even in the top three. Uh, what are your thoughts on the greatest franchise ever, the Patriots? Well, they're not the greatest. They're the greatest currently right now, and they are in the middle of a, of a dynasty. You've got to give them the respect for what they've done. Six Super Bowls is outstanding in this day and age of free agency and salary caps and everything else. And to be able to keep Brady and, and uh, Belichick together all this time is a great tribute to the Kraft family. Um, you know what? Potato, potatoes. I, you know, we have, we meaning the Green Bay Packers, yes, we have 13 championships, but nine of them were won before the Super Bowl era. So, you know, 
a post Super Bowl era, yes, the, the the six of the of the New England Patriots tops them all. But you know, and obviously the Green Bay Packers have been around a hundred now, hundred and one years. So you know what? Right now, the best team currently, unfortunately for a lot of us, like. Chris and I, it's the New England Patriots. No, but I want a yes or no answer from you. Are the Green Bay Packers the greatest franchise in the history of American football? Yes. I, th- I think that I, I think it's hard to argue with that, to I be honest that, with you. I think Historically, that, uh, you have to. I think the, except for the last two years, uh, the sustained success that we've had the last 25 years, uh, but previous to that, we've had legendary coaches like Coach Lombardi and obviously Coach Lambeau. Um, Full 100 years. And let Who's me tell you, folks, I don't give a damn, and, I, and I've and i been in this argument before in regard to 1940s football and 1930s football versus 2018 and 2019 football. Correct me if I'm wrong, but they're still lining 11 versus 11. And, uh, <laughs> you know, here's the thing that, that just fries my mind about what we have today versus, and I'll go back to where I'm more familiar in regard to, I don't know, I know that the best Packer player was Don Hudson back in the 40s, but I'm old, but I wasn't even around then. I was around for half of the Lombardi era, but I was young. But I can tell you this, I I can't fathom in my mind how we have so many injuries today and with the with the uh, advancement we have in technology and the equipment that we're playing with today and the trainers that we have at our disposal and you've got 19 members of a of a, a training and and uh, a fitness staff and you've got 13 football coaches and yet how did it seem anyway to to the outside how does it seem that we never seem to have that many we had injuries no question back in the 60s but they didn't seem to be all season endingers. And I want to believe in my heart of hearts that guys like Chuck Bednarik, who was famous for playing both ways in the 1960 title game for the Philadelphia Eagles, played center and middle linebacker, and he played with a broken leg. Um, Jack Youngblood in the 79 Super Bowl for the Los Angeles Rams, version number one, played in a Super Bowl with a broken leg. Um, Terrell Owens, I hate him but he played in a Super Bowl with a broken leg. I mean, I just, I, I don't want to say they're tougher, but yet here are guys that are playing in an era when they might as well have been playing with a rubber on their head, a condom on their head, because those helmets in the Lombardi days weren't doing, weren't mm-hmm. really helping very much. And if you go back to the 40s, they literally were playing with a condom in their head, mm-hmm. on their head. So I'm just, I, I, I don't want to start a mini revolt here, but you got to wonder that are the players from olden days past, are they, I don't want to say stronger or better, but I might want to say mentally stronger. Interesting. I'll, I'll simply say that the, the guys today are bigger, but their ligaments are not. And uh, on top of all that, uh, I can't really speak for all the other cities, but uh, in New Orleans, the Fisher-Price stethoscopes aren't really helping anything <laughs> either. Anyway. I saw a Rams fan. Excuse me, I got to say this. I got. I saw a Saints fan today on the train home. I took the train downtown because I, I think parking downtown is ludicrous. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I said to the Saints fan, I said, how did your season end? 
And he goes, you mentioned it again. I don't even know you, but I'm going to hit you. <laughs> I said, I got my answer. Have a nice day. <laughs> All right. Uh, ESPN at ESPN on this date 31 years ago, MJ and Dominique Wilkins had a dunk contest showdown for the ages. Um, still the most famous one. Um, Jordan was unbelievable. That's when Jordan took off at the free throw line and, and, uh, just, uh, and Dominique Wilkins was just as good, but you know what? The name Jordan gets a few more votes every time over the name Dominique Wilkins. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Uh, Mary Kay Cabot at Mary Kay Cabot, the excellent Great reporter. writer for the Cleveland she's, Browns. She's for the, the Cleveland, yeah, for yeah, the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Her and uh, Mike Jarecki of the Cardinals are probably the top two. Well, I'm very they're, familiar they're with excellent. Mary Kay, and she's she is good. a dynamite writer. Yeah, she's excellent. And uh, so I don't know if you like this that much, but she just reported this. She just tweeted this three hours ago here. Baker Mayfield named Cleveland Professional Athlete of the Year at the Greater Cleveland Sports Awards Thursday night. What are you going to do if you're in Cleveland? You're not going to give it to LeBron James because LeBron James jilted jilted you for the second time. But you know what, folks, in Cleveland, Chris and I have both made mention of our love of Cleveland, our empathy toward their fans. But let me tell you one thing. Don't get so goddamn pissed off at, at LeBron James because LeBron James did something that Nobody in Cleveland's been able to do since 1964, and that's winning a championship. Nobody on the Cleveland Indians. Nobody on the Cleveland Brown. Just LeBron James. And you guys want to get pissed off at LeBron James. We have a free enterprise system out there in North America, folks. People have the right and the ability, and they should long for the day that they can pick and choose where they want to work. Don't get pissed off at LeBron James because he wanted to work in Los Angeles. He came back to your sorry-ass city and brought you a title. Sorry, Cleveland. Go fuck yourselves. (laughs) Okay, a couple more. I usually end with The Onion, but I think there's another tweet I want to use after The Onion one, so I'll just say The Onion one, really, I can relate to living in Calgary. Grandiose delusion of own self-importance, only thing keeping CEO alive, doctors say. I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't add anything to that. The sense of entitlement in this city is unbelievable. You see it even on the roadways around here. <laughs> yeah. People, people acquiesce to people in certain brands of cars around here. That's how bad I think it is around <laughs> here. And it's bullshit. All right, I'm not lying. No, I. People bend over for. Eh, screw it. <laughs> okay, last one of the night. You're a secular bloke at secular bloke. It's important to remember that the overwhelming majority of people are fucking idiots. Have a great week. Absolutely. That's a great way to end because it's absolutely right. Um, you know what? There's a lot of people that we we feel empathy towards and, and feel passion for, but then there are some idiots that just you know can't help their cause by just opening their mouths. And I think of Carmelo Anthony. When I talk about that, and thankfully, as we end this week on a good note here on Freeform Friday, it looks like the Lakers are going to pass on Carmelo Anthony. So my life is good. My life is good. Folks, we've got to run. Thank you for a great week. Uh, thank you, Chris. Uh, short notice this week. We've both been extremely busy, and I was uh, happy that we were able to squeak this in. Uh, I need this once a week, and I thank you. Um, we'll be back next week. Do the same thing. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you enjoyed it this week and hope you'll join us again next week. Having said all that for the executive producer of unscripted, Mr. Chris Fluke, I'm Mike Jansen until next time.